Hello, I'm Becky Tuttle, council member representing District 2, and we are here for this week's council chat, and I'm joined with my dear friend... Councilmember Brandon Johnson, first council chat of the year. How yeah. exciting. We did the last one in 2020. Yep. So now we get to do the first one in 21. Yeah. I like it. Me too. And I think everybody is so excited to ring in this new year and to see what we have looking forward to us in 2021. I think everyone would agree on one thing. 2020 was a challenging year. Yeah. yeah. So. I am cautiously optimistic. I was really excited for the beginning of 2020. See how that turned out. So I'm cautiously optimistic right now. Yeah, I'm really excited. I was having a conversation actually with the county commissioner a little bit ago, and we were talking about in 2020 and completely justifiable, but a lot of things had to go by the wayside that we wanted to see and things that we were excited about. And because of COVID, everyone had to shift priorities. And so um, especially the second half of the quarter after most of the community is vaccinated, um, I think it'll be really interesting to see what we get energized and excited about and bring back to the table again. Yeah, I've, I've had so many people saying we just need to have some type of big celebration in 21 and so I'm, I'm hopeful after the vaccines and everything seems to be more safe that we can do something like that. Yeah I had the luxury a little bit ago to meet with folks in public works and communications and we're getting ready to plan a couple celebrations that had to be put off because of COVID and so one of them is a dedication ceremony at Stryker mm. and we're talking about doing something in June um, between you know Riverfest and the 4th of July and I, I just got really excited you know yeah. six months away but it couldn't come soon enough. Yeah and we we have to do something at NAFSCAR. I mean, the, the, the day we got back from D.C., what was it, the next day we had to cancel that? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we still need to do something there. Although we had some good events. The symphony and the Christmas tree lighting yeah. were good. Yeah, I think the Park and Rec staff did an amazing job of reminding the community of ways that parks could still be used and, you know, combining it with public um, with with art and cultural arts. The other thing I'm really excited about in 2021 is baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a t-shirt that I got that says, um, it has got a baseball and it says 2020, the world's longest rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm convinced that I'm going to wear that to the first game that we get to go to, to yeah, see the wind surge. That's good. Yeah. So. We had an interesting council meeting today. We did. The we first did. one of the year. So I've started my new agenda packet. We'll see if this year is as tall as a tuttle. Um, but one of the things that we talked about this today was something that was on consent agenda. Um, but because community reached out, we wanted to be respectful and have a open conversation. But talking about um, some funding from the Department of Justice for the Wichita Police Department. Yeah, and and that funding was initially for a position, but after some struggles with having um, applicants there, you know, that we had two finalists, one didn't respond, and the other took a position somewhere else, WPD saw an opportunity to work with Department of Justice on uh, acquiring some software, as well as PPE, um, and some hazard pay for our uh, law enforcement officers, but that was a, a really good discussion, and again, because the community reached out, we had uh, some more information go out about that. Yeah. One thing I in my past, before I was on council, is worked extensively with grants. One thing that I don't know if everybody would know this, I'm, I'm really old and I've been working professionally for 26 years, but being on city council is the first position I have that hasn't been funded in part or in whole by a grant. So I'm, I'm really familiar with this work, and it's it's not uncommon when working under the, the premise of a grant that sometimes things have to change. You come up with a great plan, a great idea, just like the rest of the world, you have to be adaptive, and that's what our police 
department was doing. So one of the things that um, I wanted to make sure that got mentioned was the Department of Justice approved it. Um, and I trust our police department to utilize any resources that they have, whether it be you know from our own city funds or from grant sources to use them effectively and efficiently. I really trust that and we've seen that proven track record. But with the the software, it's it's much more than just a software program. It's actually training. Um, and a great example the police chief gave me was training for bloodborne pathogens, something that needs to happen for you know to protect the community and to protect our police officers. But you don't want to put people in a room together to have that kind of intimate training. And it's something that can be done virtually through this training system. And and the other thing that I was excited about is of course you know hiring a staff person and having people um, on staff is great, but it was for a two-year position where this is software that will take us well into the future. So it's more sustainable than just a two-year position. So, you know, I know that the first plan didn't maybe come to fruition as they hoped, but it sounds like they developed a great plan and and we were able to be supportive of that today. Yeah, definitely. And and one other thing about the software, uh, well, not one, multiple things, it's the same type of software the Kansas Law Enforcement Training Center uses. And uh, working with Darren, um, I have a unique perspective because I'm the chair of C-Post here in Kansas. So I work with the Law Enforcement Training Center as well. So having the ability to plug into what they're doing is great. And for some in the community that challenged whether this was uh, related to the pandemic or not, our officers have to be trained no matter what. And although C-Post reduced some of the hours because of the pandemic, we want to make sure our officers have the latest and best training dealing with folks. We saw what happened after the murder of George Floyd last year, much more citizen engagement. Um, police had to police some of the protests going on. But again, with the training our officers had received previously, we, we didn't see any real incidents last year. And having a way to continue that training, even if they're individually doing it at home or in their vehicles and not in one space, is key to keeping our police force there. So, again, I I appreciated the switch. It helps out in the pandemic, but it also will help out in years uh, going forward. And uh, Captain Moore, I believe, also talked about the fact that they've been struggling for, what, 13 years or so Mm -hmm. to find something that was was good enough. And it all just happened to line up this year where we needed it. We found it. Department of Justice approved. And here we are, and, and the council approved it today. So I thought it was it was all good. Yeah, I did too. And the other thing I think is kind of the the genesis of this whole discussion that we're having in the, the conversation today at council was that um, one of the one of my constituents reached out last night at twelve thirteen in the morning. So I worry about their sleep <laughs> uh, their sleep hygiene. Um, but you know, a council, uh, excuse me, a community member reached out and and asked questions, and I. I could have just responded, but felt like it was important that the whole community could hear the conversations and and the information. So kind of the underlying message and a thing hopefully to remind the rest of the community and anyone listening is that um, if you have a concern, if you have an issue, reach out to your your city council member. That's exactly what we're here for. I always say that my door and my mind are always open, and and I really mean that. And I think today was a really great example of a robust discussion that occurred because a community member reached out. Yep, I I agree and want to encourage everybody listening definitely do that check out the agenda packets when they get posted on friday and again if you have questions um, all of our colleagues are always willing to to hear you out and uh, potentially pull consent agenda items or talk to your concerns during a council meeting so i I think today was evidence of that yeah and then uh today we also uh named the district three library 
So definitely, you know, if you've been following along, that was a great process. District 3 lost their library a number of years ago uh, through redistricting. Um, so the Linwood area became part of District 1, which used to be District 3. So they didn't have that resource. And uh, a generous Wichita uh, helped out with the pricing of that new space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now we're at a point where um, we were going to name it today. And there were a few finalists. The library board used different tools to get uh, feedback from the community, uh, but they ultimately recommended uh, Ronald W. Walters to the council, and his widow called in today and talked about all of his accomplishments. And to be honest, I just learned a lot more about him uh, maybe five years ago, and being on council, I've learned even more about his contributions, working with organizing the DACM sit-in, um, the fact that he's advised U.S. presidents, several from various parties, um, it, he's just a, a well-deserving person. And, and today um, we were able to, to name it. We, we voted to name it the Dr. Ronald W. Walters uh, Library in District 3. So looking forward to that. And uh, I know that Mrs. Walters, uh, you know, when things are safe, uh, had mentioned to me when, when we spoke, she might want to come out and check it out. So. That would be Even fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, I, I was not that familiar with Dr. Walters, so it was really beneficial for me to hear more and to hear more information. Um, sounds like he was an amazing man, but you know he obviously was flanked by an amazing woman because her speech was so good. And, and when I say speech, I need to correct that. It wasn't a speech. She was just speaking from the heart. Yeah. She wasn't using any notes and just spoke really eloquently about her her passion and her true, um, you could tell her fondness of, of her life partner and the work that he did. It was really inspiring. So, um, she was a force, so he must've been a a really a big force. (laughs) I'm sure they were a very great couple together, but I was just really glad to, to learn more and to listen. The other thing, I know there was a little bit of, um, discussion of, you know, some of the other folks that the library could have been named after. And I think it was maybe a good compromise, not compromise, but a, a good decision to say that we would do this naming opportunity, but then also Mayor Carl Brewer perhaps could be somehow um, remembered by a, a room or you yeah. know something depending on how the library works out. So um, it seemed like a good win-win for for the circumstance now. Yeah, I think so. And in addition to that, um, I know I made the suggestion that the library board work with uh, Mrs. Walters, but also uh, she brought up in her remarks that. Uh, Howard University had, I believe, a department or something named after him that talked about his works and books and papers. And maybe there's a collaborative opportunity to where we can partner with another university, have some of his work there, and that might inspire others to follow along in his footsteps. I think that was a great suggestion. I really appreciated that. So that'll be something to look forward to, um, watch the development. I always put in this shameless plug, District 2 is the only district in the city of Wichita that doesn't have a library in it. Ah, I, think I, that's, I know that's district one's right? fault again. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I mean, you know, this near future, maybe um, we'll be able to have a, a similar process in yeah. district two. But thank you for letting us use Rockwell. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. it. It's right on anytime, the edge. Anytime. It's right on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> so any New Year's resolutions, Councilmember Johnson? You know, just being cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Um <laughs> But, you know, 2020, for, for all the struggles and challenges we had, it, it really kind of taught me just the value of even more so a family, spending time being intentional with that. And 
you know, you never know when you might lose someone you know or, or care about and just trying to be more intentional about um, letting folks know that you acknowledge them, spending time with them, talking with them, and, and not just being buried in work. And for me, it was a, a real lesson because I can get just buried and not do anything else. So 2020 taught me that, and this year I, I do want to be more intentional about that. You know, tomorrow's not always promised, so... I guess, other than being cautiously optimistic, it would be that. Uh, my lesson probably from 2020 is adaptability. I think that we all learned that, that, um, you know, and I said really early on, those, it, whether it be business or individuals or schools or whatever, where you live, learn, earn, play, and pray, to be successful in 2021, you're going to have to be adaptive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I found myself doing things that I would have never thought I could or would have done before, like all the technology. That's not my area of expertise or comfort level, but I, I just kind of had to learn it and dive in like everyone else. So really being adaptive. But um, a few years ago, I made the only New Year's resolution that I've kept. And I've made every year, you know, you're going to lose weight, flush your teeth, whatever it may be. <laughs> but a couple of years ago, I decided that every week I would intentionally write a thank you note to 10 people. So 10 people a week who I thought were trying to make Wichita better. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a big, huge thing. Maybe it's just someone that you know who helps others or volunteers or you know is doing what they're supposed to be doing all the time and just deserve a little praise and so I did that a couple of years ago and I actually kept it I did at least 10 letters a week and some notes and sometimes I did even more and so I thought you know with everything we went through in 2020 21 sounds like a year to be grateful and to yeah. thank a lot of people so I'm going to try and do that so hold me accountable and ask me how my 10 letters I, are going I will. yeah I, I will. went to the post office and got some stamps I got some good <laughs> note cards so I have no excuses so I think this will be a great time to thank everyone who did exceptional things during a hard year last year yeah and and you know I think that's a really good recommendation for others so I've been the recipient twice of those <laughs> cards so definitely appreciate that you know oftentimes we don't think about you know getting thanks for what we do because we just do it because it's right and it always feels good to to get something like that so yeah. I appreciate that goal hopefully Absolutely. more people take that on I, I probably should consider that myself but. yeah when I first did it a couple of years ago I thought 10 people 10 notes how am I ever gonna do this and I found that it made me be more intentional and more grateful and more observant because there were weeks I could have written 30 or 40 notes I just you know time was a was a barrier but when when you start looking for good and people and, and processes, you're you're more likely to see it when yeah. you're being intentional about seeking it out. So happy new year to you and your family. Yeah, happy new year to you and yours. Thank you. I wish you all the best and it's a pleasure to work with you and learn with you. Always. Definitely well the pleasure's mine because you know I'd heard about Becky Tuttle before <laughs> anything and it what we met in twenty fifteen. I think twenty fifteen. Yeah, Rock so the vote. I heard about this awesome young lady out just <laughs> young lady kicking butt and I was like, Who is who's Becky Tuttle? I haven't met Becky Tuttle yet and then I, anytime I brought up your name, hey, you need to talk to Becky Tuttle. So it You're ultimately it was my better half that, that made the final yeah. connection. But yeah. Well, and right back at you. You've been trying to get rid of me now for five years, but I'm not going anywhere. You keep getting closer. <laughs> That's right. Thank you for all you do. Oh, thank you. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.